Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 90 of the Banter Roundtable podcast. I'm here with my good friend and co-worker, Justin. How are you today, sir? Uh, awesome. Again. Again. We actually tried to record this earlier, but uh, the Wi-Fi um, in my house went down. Usually, it's my kids to blame when that happens, but this time, uh, according to my wife, at least it wasn't. So, I, have no <laughs> other I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> It's brand new Wi-Fi as well. It's powerful stuff, so I don't know. I'm, I'm going to complain. Uh, anyway, we're back. So we do have a, a great show for you today. We're going to, it's going to be a slightly shorter show than usual. I haven't been feeling so great. I've been um, at the doctors today. Uh, more stuff with my anemia. Anemia doesn't actually, apparently I'm not anemic anymore, um, but I still don't feel very great. I've got low iron, so I'm still recovering. They're doing more tests on me. Just an update. And a big, again, a massive thanks to everybody who's writing in and wishing me well. I really appreciate that. Um, it's great to know we've got a really great audience, uh, great uh, readers at the banter. So thank you. Uh, so anyway, look, today we are going to be talking about Kevin McCarthy, who's moving forward with the impeachment inquiry. We have to discuss this again, Justin. Uh, again. This is a real thing. This is a real thing. It's They're de- really doing it. <laughs> it's definitely because Kevin McCarthy really genuinely believes Biden is a criminal president. Oh, no. yeah, totally. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Very authentic. Yeah, we're going to go into the reasons why he's doing this. Hunter Biden has been charged. Uh, the criminal, corrupt DOJ uh, that has been weaponized by the evil, sinister Joe Biden, uh, who's also senile and incompetent and uh, <laughs> has uh, apparently is so evil and corrupt, this DOJ, that it's going after Biden's son. It's all we're part very- of his master plan. Yeah, all part of the master plan. Mitt Romney. No longer running for Senate. He's retiring, stepping down. We're going to look at how much money he's paying to protect himself. He's paying an insane amount of money for private security to protect himself from... Antifa, right? It's from Antifa? Yeah, yeah, it's the violent left. Yeah, exactly. Yes, that's uh, it. <laughs> inflation is going up in Russia and Saudi uh, Russia and Saudi Arabia are to blame. We're going to look at why they're doing this. Child poverty has doubled because of Republicans and Joe Manchin, who is a Republican. Um... And then we have finally our ray of sunshine. We're going to skip the fashion of the week because we're going to give the fascists a break. I think, uh, yeah. They, they've been working that. very hard. We need to give them, yeah, a yeah, yeah. We'll give them a little break. We'll give them a little break. So, all right. Um, Kevin McCarthy is moving forward with impeachment, right? This is a real thing. This is a real thing. Uh, <laughs> why is this happening? Why is this happening? So the reason why it's happening, um, this is a highly... Com- uh, highly um, Sophisticated strategy on the genius Kevin McCarthy's behalf, right? He's he's a got a galaxy all, brain here. Yeah, real galaxy brain. He's got it all figured out, right? So I'm going to read you this next. There's a very good Slate article from Jim Newell at Slate.com, uh, and this is what he writes: "This is on Tuesday morning, just as the House was returning from its generous late summer recess. Speaker Kevin McCarthy kicked the full season off by throwing a bone to conservatives." He was opening an impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. This makes it more likely than not, to the extent that it was ever unlikely, that House Republicans will impeach Biden once they can put cobbled together the votes and come up with a coherent reason for impeachment. Why was McCarthy doing this? It's unlikely that he earnestly believes Joe Biden must be removed from office for high crimes and misdemeanors. No, he was throwing a bone to the far right of his conference, who have been stubbornly threatening to vote against funding the government at the end of the month unless an unreasonable wish list is met. As one Senate Republican put it to the Hill, this was McCarthy, quote, giving people their binky, 
ahead of the spending deadline. <laughs> so the article goes on, but the article <laughs> correctly points out that this is not the binky the hardliners were looking for. That's a quote from uh, Jim Newell, because the hardliners can see through all this bullshit, right? It's like they want this because of uh, the spending deadline, right? So McCarthy's using this. He he wants to buy some credit with the with the lunatic MAGA wing of the of the uh, of Congress, and uh, he wants to he wants to buy some favors from them. So he thinks he'll be able to. He's got he's really got a difficult job, McCarthy. I'll get, I will say this right: the guy has to n- not make his rep- party responsible for shutting down the government, right? Because they'll get blamed for it if they shut the government down, because it will be their fault. So he, he's very acutely aware of this. He also understands that the Freedom Caucus doesn't care about whether it's good or bad for the Republican Party. They're not interested in what's good or bad for the Republican Party. They're terrorists. So he has to placate them. So he's doing this in the, in the hopes that it will buy some credit. But they're not going to buy it, right? They're not going to buy it. They're going to... There's going to be a huge uh, fight over the over the the government spending, the government budget. You expect, I don't know, Justin, what's your read on well, this? Well, I mean, one, Trump, Trump, um, we were talking about this before, Trump wants them to do this, right? So they're going to do this because Trump wants them to do this. He's been, it, it's been reported that Trump has been talking to the House Freedom Caucus, pushing them to do this. So they're going to do this because Trump wants it. Partly because, you know, he was impeached twice, so he wants a retaliation uh, impeachment. Right. Yeah. Because um, he's just, you know, he's petty that way. But also because if you start make if you turn impeachment into a tit for tat, then his don't really count anymore is what he's hoping for. Yeah. Um, but that's not really how it's going to work, uh, because uh, like back in the 90s, when Bill Clinton was impeached, Republicans were severely punished for that. Right. Because mm. everyone knew it was bullshit. But when Democrats impeached Biden, um, sorry, impeached um, Trump both times, they were not punished for this at yeah. all because everyone knew that Trump was being impeached for a real reason. You know, they didn't punish Republicans for not um, convicting him, mm. but they didn't punch uh, punish uh, Democrats for the actual impeachment. Right. They didn't pay a penalty for it. Everyone knew that it was real. But there's a very, very good chance. Also, let's be honest. When the Democrats had their impeachment hearings, they held real impeachment hearings about real things. Right. So everyone saw that they weren't screwing around like they weren't like they weren't being clowns. When the Republicans do this, it's going to be a circus. There are going to be a bunch of imbeciles. Like, you know, screeching monkeys throwing shit at the wall and everyone's going to see that and they're going to be really, really annoyed that they're doing this. So they're going to almost certainly pay a very steep price for doing this because it's dumb. It doesn't make any sense. And the whole idea that they're going to, you know, oh, they're going to drag Joe Biden down is not going to work. You know, unless they find out that Joe Biden has been murdering prostitutes for the last 40 years, because, I mean, this is all a fishing expedition, right? That's what they're trying to do here. But mm. unless they actually find something, which is a whole lot to gamble on, because Joe Biden's been in public service for 50 years or some incredibly long number, they're not going to find something that no one else has found yet. And they're going to pay a steep price for that. So good luck. 
On the it other hand, like, sorry, go ahead. On many fronts, it just seems incredibly stupid. And we're still going to have a goddamn government shutdown. Yeah. <laughs> because the House Freedom Caucus really, really wants a government shutdown. They're aching for it. And the thing that really pisses me off about that is that, right, the last government shutdown and everyone before that, the press was screaming about it in the headlines. They were like, oh, my God. Oh, Washington, the government and Congress. And they were like, ah. But that's when they could blame both sides for it. Right. right. Even though it was always Republicans, there was always some the Democrats played a role just by being there. Right. So they were able to blame both sides even though Republicans always ruined that by running to, to the nearest camera and saying, oh, yeah, no, we shut down the government. It was us, 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 us. We love doing this. But the press always wanted to blame both sides. So they were always like, you know, it was always a headline, headline, headline. This time, though, it is. I mean, it's not just Republicans. It is 100 percent complete. I mean, it's Republicans arguing with Republicans. Like yeah. they're literally arguing with each other and they can't get their shit together. And they're going to be the ones that are going to blow the deadlines. Like the Democrats are sitting there like, give us some bills and we'll vote. And the Republicans can't get it together. Like they can't even get their bills onto the floor. They have to keep pulling the bills. So when this shutdown happens in less than two weeks, there is literally no way they can say, well, Democrats wouldn't work with us. It's like, no, it's just Republicans arguing in their own caucus and the press kind of really doesn't want to talk about that like the senate's done the senate's mostly ready they're like yeah no no we're fine we worked with the democrats we have bills we're ready to go the house democrats are sitting there like what are we going to do they're the ones bringing the bills to the floor and they keep yanking them what are we supposed to do we can't do anything they're in charge so whose fault is it only republicans so they're going to shut the government down and the press is just kind of not really talking about that and we're less than two weeks away from it, which kind of tells you something about the press who loves their Democrats in, uh, in disarray, but really doesn't like talking about Republicans in chaos. I feel that we talk about this. Um, it's such a sort of pervasive thing, really, isn't it? The way that the media treats all this stuff. Oh, and yeah. Clear behavior of maniacs, right? You've got like one side. I mean, they're complete fucking lunatics, monkeys flinging shit against the wall. Excuse my, uh, my my bad language, everyone, but this is um, what this stuff drives me to. But And and the media just does an appalling job of because explaining... it's Republicans. But only when it's Republicans they do this. When it's Democrats, they have lots and lots to say about it when it's Democrats yeah. fighting with Democrats. Right, right, right. But anyway, look, I mean, it's, this whole thing is a total joke. It is a complete joke. It's not going to go anywhere. I My guess is it's going to backfire spectacularly. This is why lots of Republicans in the Senate are not happy about this at all. Uh, McCarthy is, um, he's got a hell of a, he's got a hell of a, t- a tightrope to walk. I don't feel sorry for him at all. Oh, he wanted the job. He wanted the job. He got it. How many rounds of voting was it? 15. 15 rounds of voting. There we go. That's what you get. Just enough to make Matt Gates comfortable with the age. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On a side note, right? Um, I will say this, right? About some of like Matt Gates. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to defend Matt Gates here. Uh, but Matt Gates has, he, I think it's he and uh, Alexandria 
Akeja Cortez, they're, they're trying to co-sponsor a bill that would get stock trading out of Congress. Did you hear about this? No, that would be delightful, though, and I'm sure he's getting a lot of pushback from other Republicans. <laughs> yeah, here's the one thing about lunatics, right? Sometimes lunatics are not corrupt. Or at least this not what... corrupt in, a, in that particular way. Right, right, right. They're, or they're weirdly, you know, they're not beholden to, you know, whoever it is, corporate donors or whatever. You know, they're beholden to someone else, but but they're, I, you know, look, credit to the guy, right? Credit for working with AOC on something that would actually be quite transformative for Congress. I believe that would be a good thing. I can't believe I'm defending Matt Casey here, but you've got to give credit where credit is due. Occasionally, their fake populism is real. Yeah, yeah. It happens occasionally. When they when it is, the Democrats should definitely take advantage of that and say, yes, we're yeah, going to do that thing. Right. I, like I've got a I've got a friend of mine who works in the civil service and in, in the British she works in the um British Embassy out here. And she was dealing with I know I'm going on a bit of a tangent here, but she she dealt with um the Trump administration. And uh, but she dealt with a lot of people in like a lot of neocons in the past, and she was like, it was kind of interesting talking to her because she was like, Yeah, on the one hand, like they're crazy, these MAGA people, but on the other hand, uh, the neocons are kind of psychopaths, so it's what do you want? Do you want like total, like off the wall whack jobs, um, or do you want like very intelligent psychopaths? (laughs) (laughs) That sort of, you know, I mean, that's. uh, (laughs) <laughs> that's uh that, that's your that, those are your choices in the GOP. So like, right? hey, what a choice. All right. Yeah, yeah you're right, right, right. And now weirdly the very intelligent psychopaths are um more in tune, more in line with the Democrats, right? They're, a lot of the never Trumpers are are neocons, avowed neocons who I know, which is weird. It's so strange. It's so, Bob, Bob is less uh, willing to embrace these people. I know that. I'm not sure. Like, I'm. I don't care. I'm like, yeah, look, whatever. Uh, I, I view it as the kind of they're like, like Stalin in World War Two, right? It's sort of like you deal with as long as they're coming over to your side, we're friends. Well, at least until the emergency is over, and then you immediately yeah. just kick them to the curb because the first thing they're going to do is try and stab you in the back. Yeah, 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 and I'm sure you know neocons get into power again. They're going to be trying to invade the rest of the Middle East, but like exactly. Yeah. Uh, but but for right now, I feel like the immediate threat is, of course, fascism, um, i.e., the MAGA movement. And uh, I think anybody who's willing to fight that, I'm all up for for uh, whole, you know joining arms. Um, anyway, sorry, a bit of an, a bit of a, an aside there. Hunter Biden, moving on to more serious topics, a very serious topic indeed. Hunter Biden has been charged. Uh, this is I'm so the, glad I wasn't going to vote for him next year. I know, I know. I know. There's no way I'm voting for him now. Right, I mean, right, 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 right. What's going to happen to his presidential campaign? I, I know, know. It's, to- it's over now. That's it. Hunter Biden is never going to be president in my life. He's never getting in. Yeah, I know. That, I guess that's the 2024 election done. Oh, wait. Oh wait! Oh, that's right. He's oh, not yeah. running. Oh, um, that's, I forgot. Yeah. He's, no, but he's surely he's an active politician, right? He works for the government. He he he, he represents somewhere, Justin, right? He's well. A, he's definitely going to have to stop working at the White House because you know all the president's kids work at the White House. Oh wait, yeah, yeah. that uh. was Trump. Uh. Trump's kids worked at the White House. Hunter Biden doesn't. Hmm. No, it must must be something, right? It must be something. He must have something to do with. He is in the Senate or something, right? 
Um, no, no, uh, no. Maybe he just gets a lot of patents with China. Oh, no, wait. That was Ivanka Trump was doing that. Uh, Damn. Uh, uh, you know oh, what? So, wait a second. What does he have to do with the government, with the White House? Um, I think his. I think it has to do with his last name being Biden. I think that's the complete and total extent of it. Ah, uh, ah. So why are we talking about this? Uh, because Fox News insists that we do, and <laughs> Republicans won't stop. And they've been investigating him for right. five years. All right, this is from the New York Times. Hunter Biden, the president's son, was charged on Thursday by federal prosecutors with lying about his drug use when he purchased the handgun in 2018 and with illegally possessing the weapon, setting up the potential for a trial coinciding with his father's re-election campaign. The indictment came as House Republicans stepped up their efforts to use Hunter Biden's work abroad to build a case for impeaching President Biden. And it puts the Biden Justice Department in the remarkable position of prosecuting cases against both the president's son and former President Donald J. Trump, the current frontrunner for the Republican Party's 2024 presidential. Uh, uh, you know, I, I can't believe they had to put those two things together. They're not the same thing. They have not, they're not even remotely equivalent. And they still had to try and make that equivalence. Yeah. They had right. to. They had to they do that. Of course they did. Yeah, of this is of course they did. And that's the point. That was the point of this. The was to do just this thing. Yeah. The subtle framing. It's very clever stuff. It's very subtle. And I bet you the journalist is not even really aware of what they're doing. Oh, right? I this think is... they are. I think yeah, they're mate, very aware. I, I believe they've been I believe that you that's just part of your job. Your your job is to describe the horse race. So therefore, everything gets put through the filter of the horse race. That's my get. That's my um. That's my two things. I don't think these people are kind of like, let's fuck the Democrats. I think that they're genuinely sort of, um, they've been trained in both siderisms. Um, sorry, both siderisms. I keep saying both siderism, right? I it's mean, not, it, it um, works. I mean, that's what they're doing. They're both siding it. It's both siderism. They yeah, can't stop siderism. themselves. They can't stop. They can't stop. But. All right, look, I think, fine, I'm totally okay with this. I think it's probably, it seems to be, if it was the other way around, if this was Trump, Trump's kid, and they did that, um, you, you can imagine uh, Fox News melt, host melting down on live television. Uh, you can imagine riots in the street over Don Jr. Uh, I'm t it's fine. Look, if he's committed a crime and he's done something, fine, charge him. I, I don't care. I couldn't care less uh, about Hunter Biden. Right. Like, I don't think it's like it does seem to be like they are doing this for for they've succumbed to, to political pressure. They have to be seen to be holding both sides to account. There we go. Both sides. Uh, but they so, have they have succumbed to political pressure. They, they said th this particular this particular um, crime. Right. And they've they've said this over and over and over. This is not a crime that. It's very rare that this particular crime gets um, um, charged, right? right? It's usually tagged onto something else. It's like it's it's kind of just one of those things. Like you're, you don't usually get charged with the resisting arrest unless there's something else that you did. But actually, I don't know if that's true. But um, this is just one. They say this like almost every article I read about this. This is a crime that does not get charged by itself. It's usually just not a thing they do. But they're doing it anyway. It's unusual. 
And there's a this this lawsuits, there's pushing lawsuits pushing back on this particular law that they think the law is actually invalid, which right. is like, okay, maybe that's a thing, maybe it's not, right? You know, that's the, the, what you want to do with guns and blah blah blah. But the fact that they're pushing this particular thing, they're only doing this because he's Biden's son, and they really didn't find anything else. So they figured, yeah. screw it. We'll just do this thing because we have to be seen to be doing something. And right. if you're only doing it because you have to be seen to be doing something, you're doing it for political reasons. And that's garbage. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. So, I mean, look, I what are the political ramifications for this? I, I don't know. I think it kind of gives the DOJ some cover a little bit. It may work out well in terms of... Um, at least neutralizing some of the hysteria over the uh, prosecution of Trump. Maybe. Well, that depends on how the press treats it. Yeah, that's true. The media's going to have a lot to do with this. Um, but I think that I, potentially, um, let's say Hunter Biden goes to jail and Trump goes to jail. You well, know, let's, look, say, let's say he doesn't. I mean, Jesus, if they give him just probation. I mean, because again, if this is a law that they rarely, if this is a rarely a prosecution they rarely pursue, and mm. he gets, you know, probation, you know, you get two years probation, people are going to freak out, right? Or if he gets six months in jail, unless they give him ten years in jail, it won't right. matter. They'll freak out because it's not enough. He's getting the kids' gloves treatment. It's like unless he's like you know death row, they're still going to say he didn't get enough. It won't right. matter. Anything he gets, they're going to say it wasn't enough. And, uh, you know, the Biden intervened and blah, 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 blah. It won't matter. Mm. There's literally nothing they can give him short of execution that will be enough for the right wing. And the news will be like, well, federal guidelines are one to two years and he only got, you know, 20 months. <gasps> what kind of it's like, really? They're going to do that. They're absolutely going to do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, my God, this, this, this freak show is going to get is going to be more extreme than we can ever imagine. If we thought that twenty twenty was an insane freak show, oh yeah, this is going to be so much worse. Just wait. I mean, do you remember when like Trump almost killed his entire White House with COVID? Um, I good think times, that, that good was, times. Yeah, that I mean that that was just like yeah, that was like. It, it was just like a regular Tuesday in the Trump White House. Um, but I do think that this is, is going to make 2024... 2024 is going to make 2020 look like a, like a tea party, um, like a kid's tea party. It's, it's going to be wild. And it's going to be all deliberate. Like, they're just going to want to make it... I mean, that's what that's what last that's my article last week was about. They're going to make it want to be so ugly that you tune it out and you don't pay attention and you don't want to get involved. And that's the point. So, yeah. you know... Just buckle up. <laughs> yeah. So look, um, inflation is going up and Russia and Saudi Arabia, they've cut back on oil in order to raise energy prices. Uh, this is, at least to me, a very clear, it's clear evidence that they are trying to interfere, they're trying to affect domestic politics in the US. Oh, absolutely. Right. Um, yeah, this is this is from The Guardian. Uh, the price of energy commodities, including gas and oil, jumped up to uh, jumped up 10.5 percent over the last month, according to the la latest consumer price index. That's huh? a lot. Gee, that's yeah. a huge spike. Now, inflation is up um, uh, up to 
percent from three point five percent, which okay, that doesn't sound like a lot, but it went up, right? So it is up. Um, mm. uh, so according to the latest consumer price index data, which measures the price of a uh, basket of goods and services. Gas prices ticked up in August as Russia and Saudi Arabia continued aggressive cuts in supply, bringing the price of crude oil to a 10-month high at $91 a barrel. Higher gas prices accounted for more than half of the increase in overall inflation rate. Okay, that's deliberate. They did that. They didn't do that because, you know, it's like, oh, we need money. They did that because they wanted to screw around with our economy especially Russia. Like this is this is economic warfare that Russia is waging against us, which, you know, okay, Russia gets to do that because we are literally waging massive economic war against them with our like, you know, we have a whole plethora of sanctions against Russia that are, that are devastating their economy and this is like one of the only ways they can fight back. But on the other hand, they're timing it specifically now in order to fuck with our uh, our, our economy and increase inflation. Because both Saudi Arabia and Russia want a Republican back in the White House. Very specifically, they want Trump back in the White House. You know, Russia for obvious reasons, right? They need a Republican, specifically one that they own. And let, let's not let's not mince words here. Russia owns Trump. They want them, they want him back in the White House because they need him to cut aid to Ukraine because Russia is losing that war and they're losing it badly saudi mm. arabia well you know they're, they're not in a war at the well i mean they're doing stuff in yemen but they're not in a war that they need the united states to get not uh, to pull out of but you know there's a reason they gave jared kushner two billion dollars they also gave what was his name what was um what was the sleazy treasurer mark mnuchin they gave him a billion dollars you wow. know you don't give $3 billion to people who don't deserve it unless they did something really, really useful for you while they were in the White House. Course, and yeah. we don't know what they did. We, we have no idea what they did because it's just hidden, right? No one's investigated it. But they coughed up $3 billion for those two people. And they would very much like them to be back in positions of power in a Trump White House because they got they got real bang for their buck. Mm. So, you know, these people, Russia and Saudi Arabia are manipulating gas prices in order to screw around with our inflation on our, our economy. And honestly, at some point down the road, we need to cut ourselves free from fossil fuels. I want to watch the Saudi royal family who are a bunch of theocratic monsters I propped up by oil. I want to watch them get dragged out to the streets by the people they keep in chains. And I want to watch them just die. I want to see that in my lifetime. That would be lovely. Yeah. That's not a very nice dynasty. It's a very, very, it's a terrifying country, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Really they're is. awful people. They're awful people doing terrible things to that country. And without mm. oil, that yeah, all no, ends. No power. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, well, look, um, speaking of uh, more domestic trouble, um, child poverty. Wait, doubles. you wanted to talk about Mitt Romney. Oh, yes. Sorry, Miss Mitt Romney. Poor old Mitt Romney. Poor, Poor old Mitt Romney. Romney. 
I, I look, I want I don't want to bad mouth Mitt Romney too much because I do think that Mitt Romney has been a helpful ally. Like we were talking about earlier about any any um what was it? An enemy of my enemy of my enemy is sort of my, my friend. My friend, right? And Trump is an enemy of I mean Romney's an enemy of Trump and an enemy of Maggots, so therefore I you know, yeah. I'll take him. And he went to the, like, the, um, he did a lot of Black Lives Matter marches, you know. Romney's not a terrible, he's not a terrible human being. He's not, I don't think he's a good human being, but he's not, a, he's not a bad, he's not a bad person. He's like a vulture capitalist and, you know. But he's, he, like a- he's, he's a different type of monster from yes. the MAGAs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So anyway, he's retiring. Uh, he's retiring from the Senate. He's not going to seek re-election. This is, expected i think he's 76 years old he i think he mentioned that he thinks he's too old he's uh, he's urging um biden to not run again not run for re-election uh which is again i think not particularly helpful um given uh what you know given the fact that this isn't a whole other conversation but biden is running in 2024 whether people like it or not that's what's happening so we've got to get used to that and it may not be ideal, but that's what we have. So everyone needs to stop complaining. Um, but this is from uh, Politicus USA. So this is quite, I, f- I thought, quite stunning, right? Republican Senator Mitt Romney was paying $5,000 a day to protect his family from his party's own voters after the insurrection. Other Republicans were warned off of voting to convict Trump in the second impeachment with echoes of terrorism. In effect, think of your personal safety, said another. Think of your children. After the deadly domestic terrorist attack of January 6th, incited by the party's own president at the time, Republicans were even more reluctant to hold Donald Trump accountable, not only because of their fear of backlash from their base, but now out of fear for their family's safety. In a stunning Atlantic excerpt from McKay Coppins' forthcoming biography of Mitt Romney that delves into his reckoning with the cost of pursuing power, we learn that, quote, some of the reluctance to hold Trump accountable was a function of the same old perverse political incentives. Elected Republicans feared a political backlash from their base, but after January 6th, a new, more existential brand of cowardice had emerged. One Republican congressman confided to Romney that he wanted to vote for Trump's second impeachment, but he chose not to out of fear for his family's safety. Wow. Yeah. And, and so, I listen, get that, but that, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, look, Romney, to his credit, right, to his credit, he voted to impeach Trump twice, right? That's like, you know... It, I've got to give him credit for that. I don't. I remember the Mitt Romney of 2012, and and uh, again, excuse my language here, but um, the best term to describe Mitt Romney is probably uh, he's a dickhead. Yep, I would say he's just your run-of-the-mill Republican asshole, um, for lack of a better word, right? He's just, but but he showed some spine. I never thought I'd see Mitt Romney show spine. I, I genuinely didn't. I thought he was a toothless, spineless hack of a politician. Um, and I, I was wrong. I was wrong about that. He actually did. He, he's he gone out uh, the right way with some dignity intact. Like John McCain. I feel like John McCain, who I disagree with on almost everything, and thought he was a very flawed person uh, with a very, very uh, sketchy, war record like there wasn't a single war that john mccain didn't want to be involved in right um but nevertheless the guy had some principles right the guy had some principles and he stuck it to trump and he probably saved the aca as well so i i got you know ditto for mitt romney he's going out and i gotta kind of respect him for that 
you know what the the thing is the thing is with the the republicans who are afraid of their base and afraid of you know their voters i i don't feel any sympathy for them whatsoever because that's what they built that on purpose right, right. they spent 40 years creating that they created a base of monsters and mm. then they lost control of it and now they're afraid of it and that's their problem so mm. and that's destroying their party i mean it's it will destroy their party it will it, it may destroy the country but if we manage to hold them off long enough the country will survive and their party will not and they did that to themselves and i have absolutely no sympathy for them whatsoever that is a yeah. self-inflicted wound and they i would just want to sit back and eat popcorn while they just suffer let them live in fear for the rest of their political lives and then retire in shame and yeah. be done with it but i i don't think romney's retiring in shame personally. no but he isn't he is he is retiring in defeat. Yes, he's he been lost. Defeat. Yeah, he lost. He, he lost. You know, yeah. he tried to fight for the soul of his party and he lost. And again, yeah. he let yeah. that happen. It must be kind of sad. It must be kind of sad for a lot of these guys to have it's like um who was it? Paul Ryan, right? Like the guy is not in politics anymore and uh he but he he had no spine. He had absolutely no spine whatsoever, and he left uh, because it all got it all got a bit too nasty for him. So he left, and it's kind of sad to see him. I'm speaking to someone. It's like, man, like you've gone out the worst way possible. Your entire mood, that everything you fought for is finished, and you didn't even stand up to the bullies on the way out, <laughs> right? Exactly. You, you didn't, you, right. At least Mitt Romney stood up to the bullies. He did. Yeah, at least he gets to walk around and say, I tried, you didn't. He tried. He tried. He tried. Exactly. Uh, well, look, there we go. End of Mitt Romney. Um, of it what you will. Now, uh, so, Ray of Sunshine. Oh, no, Child, child poverty. poverty. Sorry, Child Poverty. There we go. Uh, you, yeah, you, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, you um, Child Poverty in the United States, 2021 was at 5.2%, which was a historic low. And now we are in, 20, in 2022, it went up to 12.4%. It more than doubled. And why did it double? It doubled because Joe Manchin and Republicans are assholes. I mean, mm. that is that is the long and short of it. Um, Joe Manchin... And Republicans, well, specifically Joe Manchin, because if it hadn't been for Joe Manchin, this would not have happened. Republicans were definitely not going to do this. But Joe Manchin could have made sure this was done. Um, we had something called the Expanded Child Tax Credit. Okay? Yeah. And this made sure... Yeah, I, this, is, this was a massive boon to millions of families. Yes. It gave them extra money wasn't a huge amount it wasn't like tens of thousands of dollars it was a few thousand dollars several thousand dollars and it helped immensely it, all right let's put it this way okay 
the maximum credit amount has been increased to 3000 per qualifying child between age 6 and 17 and 3600 per qualifying child under age 6. Okay? And mm-hmm. they killed this. They they shut it down. Now, Biden had a plan to pay for this. It wasn't like it was just going to just slapped on to um the deficit and onto the 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 national debt. This would have been paid for. But Joe Manchin explicitly said, and he said this out loud, that he thought poor people were just going to use it to buy alcohol and drugs because Joe Manchin is honestly, truly, deep in his soul, a miserable piece of shit who hates poor people. And now, mind you, he's a senator in one of the poorest states in the country. He hates his constituents. He really deeply hates them. He represents people that he it's just mind blowing. It's mind blowing being in one of the poorest states in the country, and then yeah, and it's not like it's not like oh yeah, no, I don't want black people. This was just poor people in his state. West Virginia is overwhelmingly white, and he still didn't want them to have it. So he doesn't just hate poor black people; he hates poor anybody. That's the kind of person Joe Manchin is. He's that kind of asshole. So it's interesting interesting that we don't use this. That that argument is never used for giving corporate tax breaks or tax breaks to rich people that they'll spend it on drugs and alcohol. No, they'll just use it on yachts and stupid shit that doesn't help anybody. It doesn't create jobs. Buying super yachts doesn't create jobs. It, it, It just makes other rich people rich too. So how does that help anybody? But he'll he'll do that in a heartbeat. He'll give money to rich people in a heartbeat because blah, blah, blah. He loves giving money to rich people. But God help you if you say, hey, uh, I, I got like a thousand kids over here who are hungry. Can, can we give them like three dollars a piece to go get some food? He would be like, how dare you ask that of me? What's wrong with you? Get out of here. The nerve of you. He's just awful. So now millions of kids are back into poverty because of him. And he's I a still piece of shit. Think, I, I still think you need to hold Republicans more accountable than Joe Manchin, though. Like Joe Manchin, yes, but let's remember who the real um, the people who really want to gut this stuff are are, uh, are Republicans. Right. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, I mean, they're just monsters all the time, but re- we could have done this without them. Yes. Agreed. All right, that's listen, what makes I, it so egregious. A ray of sunshine, Justin. A ray of sunshine. Ah. Uh, this makes me happy. So this is one of those things that you're not going to see in the press because the press does not want to talk about this. They but hate talking but about this. Well, we will talk about it. Oh, yeah. We're definitely going to talk about this. So special elections. Now, you'll hear a whole lot that you can't really talk about special elections because, you know, special elections don't mean anything. And this is true. No one special election means anything, right? Because you know, any one special election doesn't really mean anything. But when you talk about four special elections, five, six, seven, a dozen special elections, and you start seeing the same pattern over and over and over, even special elections where Democrats lose, Republicans could still win. And it's still, if they're all the same, doing the same thing, if they're all shifting in the same direction, say the Republicans won this 
a few years ago by 15 points, and now they only win by five points. That's a 10-point shift to the left. And if all the special elections are doing the same thing, they're all shifting 10 points to the left, that's a big deal. And that means something. And wouldn't you know it? That's what's happening. Special elections have all swung 10 points to the left, and they're all staying that way, which means then this happened in 2012. This happened in 2018. This happened again in 2022. The special elections were all shifting to the left. Places where Democrats win, they won more. Places where Republicans usually win, they either lost by just a little bit or they won, but they won by less. And it was a very consistent number. It was like several points here, several points there. Not right now, it's 10 points. And that's really, really bad news for Republicans. Because again, yeah, is Trump is not on the ballot. It's not Trump. It's the Republicans. Yeah, I mean, this is this was one of the reasons why we were quite confident about the midterms. Exactly. There were special yeah. elections leading up to the midterms, and it yeah. all swung to the left. So good bellwether, right? So again, the signs are good. As but as our as our good friend Bob Sesco says, don't get happy. Um, but yes, that is a ray of sunshine. But don't get too happy. But it oh is yeah, definitely get out there. You vote. You donate. You you do campaigning. You you donate your time. Whatever you got to do. But man, when you hear when you hear the press saying it's super close and oh Biden's behind and he's too old. Yeah, no, don't listen to the polls. Pay attention to what's actually happening. Stuff mm. like this is what's actually happening. So, right. yeah. Well, on that note. On that note, we'll leave you. We'll leave it there. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Really appreciate it. As I no um, emergency meeting this week, uh, we will be back next week with an emergency meeting for all of you lovely dance members. Uh, this is just a quick um, advertisement for getting a dance membership or a pitch, rather. Uh, please, please get yourself a dance membership. It's really important. You can get fifty percent off. It supports everything we do. You can get access to the emergency meeting podcast. You can get access to all of our members only articles. We publish at least uh, two members only articles a week. Um, it's we are one hundred percent independent here at the Bante. We don't take no corporate uh, sponsors. We have no billionaire overlords or owners. No advertising, just subscription, and the subscription is what keeps us alive and has done for many years now. So. Uh, We've had a big influx of, of new subscribers. Um, Woohoo! We love you. Yeah, please come, please come join us, and, and we'd really appreciate it. It makes a big difference. So thank you all, and we'll see you next week. Adios.